Hey everybody, it's Christina Caramo and welcome to It's Solid Food. So folks, I'm ready to fight. <laughs> I'm ready to get busy, scrap, throw hands, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> no, not literally my hands, but I want to use my words because the future of our nation is all depends on whether or not that we're going to stand up and fight or we're just going to allow these mediaites, these globalists, and the, I just call them mediaites and globalists, take control of our nation and we just sit there and let it happen. You know, we are seeing some of the worst corruption I have ever seen in my life. It is absolutely egregious, the level of corruption that's just happening right in our nation in plain sight, but not really plain sight. And I say that because the extensive brainwashing of the American people is at dangerous levels. It's at critical mass. Large swabs of the American population are absolutely brainwashed, completely brainwashed. Our media is the biggest enemy of the American people, more than any politician could ever be. Our media is our enemy and they need to be destroyed. The American media system needs to be destroyed and it needs to be a new independent media system that needs to rise up from the ashes because they are the enemy of the people by brainwashing us. They just push out propaganda in order to control our behavior. They lie, they cover up, and they thwart information that can harm the globalist agenda. And their biggest agenda is to get Donald Trump out of office and to usher in Democratic politicians. And some rhinos, too. They're in on the fix. All right. And that's what we're going to talk about. I'm Christina Caramo. And now it's time for some solid food. Solid Food, where we discuss all things in Christian apologetics, culture, and politics. So as we know, the 2020 election has been one mess. It's just been a cluster of trash and garbage. It's just a clown show. I mean, anyone who's been paying attention would see that. I find it really interesting. I was talking to some people yesterday. Um, my best friend um, doesn't vote. Now, before you be like, why did she doesn't vote? Well, she was raised Jehovah's Witness, and if you're familiar with their religious system or beliefs, they don't traditionally vote. But I was talking to her and her sister, and this is important while I'm mentioning this. So her and her sister, they never really got involved in politics, but they're starting to pay attention more what's happening around them. So they are truly independents because a lot of people claim to be independent. Not all, not all. A lot of people who claim I'm an independent, a lot of them lean to the left. But her and her sister are truly independents because they have no dog in this political fight that we see. But... I was talking to them and my friend's sister was saying like, um, she's like, I, I'm, I'm neither Democrat or Republican. She said, but the hatred for Donald Trump is absolutely irrational. I mean, she's like, every time I ask people, why do you hate this man so much? And then when they provide evidence, she's like, I always go and investigate it, but they always take his words out of context or the media straight applied on him. And, and this is what she said. I've noticed this a pattern of other people that I know who don't vote. They all are kind of disgusted at the irrational hatred of Donald Trump. They see it for what it is. And the media tries to portray his supporters as a bunch of sycophants. And we're not. 
We love America and we see what they're trying to do. And we understand that having the right people in place is for, functions as a bulwark against their agenda. It's not like we just love Trump. He's so awesome. I think he's great. But that isn't the point. The point is, is the policies that he promotes and, and represents and is advocating for protects and benefits the American people. See, the left falls into cult of personality. They're so caught up in, oh, I, I, his, I, the emotional release. Like I saw someone, right? These, I need to just breathe from these four years of just trauma and pain. I'm like, if y'all don't just shut up, y'all are so full of crap. What, what trauma? What pain? That's because they've been brainwashed. They've been convinced like people, Donald Trump has given racist permission to, in what way? Explain. Show me something concrete. They can't. They just repeat what they heard on the news media. They just repeat it and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. And, you know, the, the reality is, is that the media is declaring Biden as the winner. And as we know, the media does not decide who the next president will be. They simply report who it is. <coughs> now, oftentimes they have these projections based on like how many ballots there's left to count how many ballots have been counted, and how far ahead the other person is. But these numbers are highly inaccurate because they keep, they keep these new ballots keep popping up out of nowhere. And what's so funny is why is it all the states that have these ballots coming out of nowhere, all of them seem to be in favor of Biden. Now, if in all the states, now, if it was new ballots coming in and we were seeing it go a different direction statewide, you may think this might be a legitimate scenario. But the fact that all these new ballots seem to be, not seem, are in Biden's favor, and this is across several states, this seems pretty suspicious. I mean, I've never in my life seen a presidential election called on Saturday. The latest you see it called is like a very early Wednesday morning, the election is called, but not Saturday afternoon because there's so much corruption going around this election. You know, it's important for us to, to understand the, the media has exalted themselves as the gatekeepers of truth. And I air court truth really, really hard because they pick and choose what we are going to know. And it's time for us as the American people to fight back against the Democratic Party and swampy Republicans. And let me say why I say what I say. The Democratic Party has left many honest people behind. And, and I say that because... You know, there was a time when the Democratic and Republican parties as a whole were what you call loyal oppositions. They're people who truly loved America. Um, we always had corrupt people in politics. That's, that's, that's nothing new. But there are parties of people largely who truly loved America but had different ideas of how to fix the problems facing America. But there was a rise of base in the Democratic Party who are stone-cold Marxists. They hate America. Um, you also have some who are globalists. Globalists aren't necessarily Marxists. Um, Marxists want the government to control the production of goods and how goods are distributed. Uh, the globalists just want to, some of them are Marxists, but their goal is more so to centralize power. Uh, they feel, though, in order to have this more just and equitable world, we need to centralize um, our political systems. We need to centralize our economic systems. And many want to centralize religious systems because those are the three main reasons why we fight um, as countries. 
our power, money, or politics, politics and power, but power, money, and religion. Those are the three main reasons why countries fight. And so the goal is that if we centralize these systems, that we won't fight and we'll all get along. So you have that camp. That camp has risen up and taken power in the Democratic Party. And many people who I know have good hearts, at, when I say they good-hearted in the sense that they truly mean well, they're just highly deceived. And also you have some pride mixed in there because, you know, a lot of people, they have these allegiances. And once you get involved in politics, especially when you cross a certain level, you can make friends with these people and you, you do life with people. So it's very difficult for many of these people to acknowledge that their party has totally left them behind. It's crazy. But the, a base took over and the Christians that are Democrats, they never stood up. They just let these Marxists, they let these godless people, they let this sexual perversion, they let this abortion just take over their party. And they stood back and did nothing. Well, what's happened in the Republican Party, a large swap of the Republican Party base are devout Christians. And we're fighting back because guess what? We have swampy creatures in our party as well who are trying to do the same thing. I know from very reliable people that there have been complaints in some of the upper echelon corners of the Republican Party about us Christians and our complaints about abortion and our complaints about, you know, traditional human sexuality. And the reason I say traditional human sexuality, because they're upset that we have these perspectives that, hey, the Bible is clear about how men and women should conduct themselves sexually and that we shouldn't encourage same-sex relationships and we shouldn't encourage transgenderism. And they're tired of us complaining. But the reason why we are at a point where we have eight-year-olds getting cross-sex hormones is because we began to normalize rebellion against God sexually. What people fail to understand is things don't stay the same. They progress in one direction. Either progress closer to God or further away from God. And people don't get that. And so when society, when we normalize people fornicating and we normalize people living together with their boyfriends and girlfriends and all this stuff, we opened a door for us to get to the point where we have people want to normalize pedophilia. Again, things don't stay the same. They progress in one direction or the other. That's just the way it goes. And so there's a strong Christian base in the Republican Party. Like, no, <laughs> no, you're not going to go in this direction. We're going to fight you. In fact, we're going to fight you and we're going to kick you out. You know, so there's enough of us in there that are fighting very hard. Um, but there are no, none of that going on in the Democratic Party. Their party has totally been taken over by a satanic agenda. And it's, it's just to me, it's no hope of them ever coming back to anything decent. They're, they, are, they are the enemy of America. Fortunately, in the Republican Party, there's a, a, enough of us. There's a lot of us, a whole, whole lot of us who are determined to stop our party from going in the same direction because there's a bunch of globalists in the Republican Party. You see the people and you can start tell who's who by those who are standing by Trump and those who are putting or icing him out or embracing Biden. You can tell who's who, you know, because if you see people like Fred Upton in Michigan, you know, to me, he's a traitor because he's all like, I'm ready to work with Biden, blah, blah, blah. You have your chairwoman saying, listen, they have we caught in one county in Michigan, 6000 votes that were to go to Trump went to Biden. And yes, that's me in the background there. 6,000 votes, 6,000 votes. And one county that went to Biden that was supposed to go to Trump. And the reason why they caught it, because that's a red county and they knew something was extremely strange when like 56% of the votes went to, to Biden. They was like, that's something weird. 
And so they went and hand counted the ballots and found out that there was a glitch. There was a glitch in the system <laughs> and they corrected it. Now check this out. That same software is in 47 counties in Michigan. 47 counties in Michigan. This exact same software is in. And, and so your chairwoman is here like, hey, we got a problem. Not to mention all the irregularities. As I posted on my Facebook page, I was at TCF where the absentee ballots were counted. I myself, which I won't get into detail for, for a variety of reasons, witnessed egregious cheating with my own two eyes. So you have a bunch of us who were there who saw, and I'm saying I was there for 37 hours. You have a bunch of us who watched and saw cheating. You have what your chairwoman is saying. You have people all over like, hey, I saw cheating. You got dead. We had dead people on our voter rolls. In Wayne County, one of our state representatives actually chased down this one particular incident. And what it was is this man, he died in 1986. This man died 34 years ago. It still is on the voter rolls because Jocelyn Benson was adding people back on the voter rolls who had been kicked off. And a lot of the people get kicked off the voter rolls for two reasons. They're either dead or they have moved. And Ruth Johnson cleaned up our voter rolls, but she muddied them back up. So nevertheless, and two people die at a time. So this is supposed to be an ongoing process to clean up the voter rolls because people die every day. So this man had died in 1984, was still on the voter rolls. So a ballot, a mail-in ballot had been, and now with the problem with absentee ballots versus mail-in ballots, they're totally different things. Even though they're counted the same, they're different. An absentee ballot means I go out in person and request a ballot. Mail-in ballots are just sent to everybody on the voter rolls indiscriminately. So hordes of people are either dead or have moved and ballots have been sent to them. And so even though you have to send a form back in to request the ballot in that name, there's plenty of reasons and opportunity to request ballots back to people who should not be getting them. So anyway, in this particular case, this man, um, there was a ballot sent in the dead man's name. He'd been dead for 34 years. And his son had accidentally voted in his father's name. And the reason why I say accidentally because the son and the father, they have the exact same name. So he accidentally sent back the wrong one. So, but the vote was counted for his father. Well, that's plausible if they live in the same house they have the exact same name. It's very plausible for him to send in the one that, sh that registered under his father because they, they have the same name. So if this, you don't, you don't, he wouldn't know which is which. So that very fair that that was an honest mistake because only one ballot had been cast in the house. So the son, a ballot wasn't cast in the son's name. So that's, that's very reasonable. But how many other cases like this where ballots have been sent out to dead people? And, and for people to sit here and clutch their pearls like, Oh, voter fraud wouldn't happen. Are you kidding me? You have to be a, you are an idiot. If you're going to sit here and think that there's no possibility that fraud happened. Now, if you say, well, I don't know any evidence of some, that's a separate conversation. But for you to act like it's just so implausible, it's just, that's just such a ridiculous assertion to assume that voter fraud had been committed. People throughout history have killed their parents and their children for power. People have done the most egregious things in the name of power. We know that. There are cases where parents will literally prostitute their own children for money. And you're going to sit here and act as though it's just ridiculous to suggest that voter fraud happened when there's so much evidence. You have in, in Detroit, they have a whistleblower who stated that they were told to backdate mail-in ballots. 
They were to backdate them. Plus, you have all these ballots for it's like tens of thousands of dead people on the voter rolls. So it's just like, what? And it's just crazy. And the media is covering it up. The media is covering it up. They just won't report on it. They just, they just won't report on it or call you a liar. Because I talked to one of the ladies from the press. And then after that, um, you know, she ran an article. She ran a news clip, you know, showing our chairwoman and Jocelyn Benson, who's our SOS and Secretary of State. And and she's like, oh, and then on the first, the headline of the video, the news uh, clip said, uh, Secretary of State debunks chairwoman. Why should we trust the Secretary of State over the chairwoman? It's like this. The Secretary of State is the one that should be under investigation. The chairwoman is not. So if anybody have a motive to lie, it's the Secretary of State. Because when she gets exposed, she should be going to jail. The chairwoman is not in legal trouble. So the person that on the defense, they have every motive to lie. So of course, the, the Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson, and all these different ones across the state, of course they're going to lie. Are they going to say, oh yes, we engage in mass voter fraud? They're not going to say that. They're going to lie. I mean, I mean, it's like this. Look, check this video out. Check, check this video out of Joe Biden admitting the voter fraud. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Now, folks, he said that. How was that not news? Oh, it was just a mistake. He clearly said voter fraud. Voter fraud. And then, from what I understand, the reports are, <clears throat> the reports are, that that same software I was talking about in that one county, Diane Feinstein's husband and Nancy Pelosi, chief of staff, her former chief of staff, are not investors, I believe owners, but I know for a fact investors in that company. And that same software is all in the battleground states. And where is our media? That's my point. See, the media, they're the tool of the devil. They, like my, one of my good friends, my friend Tony always say, they're the prophets of Baal. They're the false prophets of Baal. That's the way they function. Because if our media was honest, then the American people are, because I strongly believe that President Trump is going to do a second term. And all the people cheering and clowning in the streets, they're going to be rioting. Because they're going to be pissed. And all the we having fireworks and parties, y'all going to be in tears. Like, we can't believe this. Because the media is lying to you. They're not telling you the whole story. The media does not determine the president. The, the people do. The electors do. And when there's been crimes committed, when voter fraud committed, guess what happened? It goes to the courts. It goes to the courts. Just like we saw in election 2000. 2000 presidential election. This is That's what's going to happen. It's going to go to the courts. Because there's been egregious crimes committed. And see, the Democrats are so arrogant. They're so arrogant because the media has covered up for them for so long. They feel like they could do whatever they want to do. And you have people like Congressman Fred Upton in Michigan sitting there deciding what the Democrats like. Oh, I'm so happy to work with Biden. Are you kidding me? So you're going to side with them? You're going to side with them over your own chairwoman? He's a swamper. He needs to be primaried out. He needs to go. He needs to go. All these swampy Republicans, they need to get tossed out. And whoever isn't standing up right now and fighting like all outdoors for our country, 
and they have an R next to their name, and they're not fighting, primary amount in 2022, 2024, we getting rid of you. We getting rid of you. We're doing it. Because we're not going to have this. Because the Democratic Party is gone. They're the party of Marx. There's no hope for them. They're gone. They're toast. And even the decent folks left in the party, they have no feet. They have no teeth. They have no power. They're just shills. So it's time for us decent people in the Republican Party or independents or whomever to rise up and fight back. We cannot have our elections stolen. Other than that, we'll, it will be a total banana republic. We'll be, you know, I think about one of my good friends from theology school. He's from Singapore. And he was telling me a story that in Malaysia, um, they were having an election and the incumbent party was losing. And so he was telling me at the, they were, it was like election day and they were tallying the votes at, at this particular building, the building where they tally the votes. And he said that the incumbent party was losing. And then suddenly the power went out at the building. <laughs> Power went out of the building. And then when the power came back on, all the battles were gone. <laughs> and, and his point was, that's the kind of obvious cheating we're witnessing right now. And it's just like people, the media is covering it up. And so, so many Americans don't know what's happening. And they're going to incite riot and unrest because you're going to have large swaths of Americans feel like the election was stolen from them. And I guarantee you the line they're going to use, mark my words, Mark my words. They just didn't want to see a black woman in power. They just didn't want to see a black woman rise up. Oh, Kabbalah. You know, watch. They're gonna, they're gonna see it. It's not that these people engage in mass cheating. It's not that these people are corrupt. It's not that they have ties to, ties to China. It's not that they have horrible policies. That's not why the American people rejected them. No, it's because they didn't want to see a black woman. Ah, you know, that's the line they're going to use. And you have Van Jones crying. This is buffoonery. Just buffoonery. He is such an actor. Such a performance. Such a performance. I'm crying. Because decency and truth matters. Y'all not going to sit here for one moment and say anything about decency and Joe Biden in the same paragraph, in the same conversation. Don't you dare say truth and decency. This is why if you trust the media, you are a fool. You are a fool. You are a F-double-O-L. And I don't care. I stand by my statement. You are a fool because you're going to sit here and tell me that the same media that sit here and say that Joe Biden, creepy Joe, sniffy Joe, pedo Joe is decent. This man is on camera groping and filling up women and girls. And you going to tell me he decent? That's decency? I, 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 I didn't know that you were all right with girls getting groped. I got to question you. For real. I mean, this is unbelievable. Then he lies. Joe Biden's been caught in so many lies. Number one, his, one of his biggest lies is about fracking. He lied and said, oh, I never said I'm against fracking. I never, I never said that. And he got him on tape saying it. He even said he want to end the oil industry. I mean, that's not to get to the bad policy. If he, if he said, yeah, I stand by my statement, that's a different conversation. We could just talk about bad policy. But don't tell me about truth and decency matter. When you talk and you have a conversation about Joe Biden and you're over crying tears. This is the same Joe Biden that consider, considers religious liberty as a cover for bigotry. 
Don't even get started on that. This is just crazy. It is, it is absolutely crazy. And this is why I, blame, I talk about the media. Because their job is to report on these things. It, that's their responsibility. Like this image here. <clears throat> it said the greatest weapon is not a gun or a bomb. It is the control of information. And, and that's the thing. Like this image is so powerful. You just see the Pinocchio nose just piercing through the heart of the person. To control the world's information is to manipulate the minds that consume it all. Because if I can control your mind, I don't have to put in work to do anything else. I can get you to do whatever I want you to do because I have been able to control your thoughts. Excuse me. You know, when you're trying to convince a person, when you want somebody to do something, right? And you have their, um, you want to get them to go and do something. To physically get an adult to go do something is a chore. To go use a gun or a knife or a bomb, like I said, you got to kill people, you got to wrestle people to get them to do something. But if you get them to walk into the cage of servitude, that's way easier. And that's exactly what our media is doing. You know, I remember you hear the conversation, you know, what's what's more effective, power or influence? It's, it's always, it's, it's influence. It's influence. See, corrupt, corrupt politicians are not surprising because power has always had the tendency to corrupt people. That's that's nothing new. Their danger is in America because we are a free society. Um, their power is is relative. Their danger is relative to how much power that they have because we give them power in America. Our politicians only have power if we vote for them. Now, I don't care whether it's like a, a Chuck Schumer or a Nancy Pelosi. They can be voted out. The people just got to vote them out. That's it. Just vote them out. You know? However, our willingness to give them power or to go along with whatever they tell us is largely contingent upon the information and media we consume. And so that's why this meme is so accurate. The ability to control information is important because it deals with influence. Power is the hammer. Influence is what directs the hammer. In the American system, the goal is for us, the people, to control both the influence and the power. So when we control the influence and the power, then we get we have a more just society. We have the the the, the best society we can have. And the media is not supposed to be part of the ruling class. There it should be no ruling class in America, technically. Because it's supposed to, it's not, it shouldn't become a class. It should just become positions that are constantly interchangeable. But um, our, the media is supposed to be on our side. They're supposed to be supplying us with information. And, you know, that information is to go in conjunction with what we observe around us to help us make life decisions, including our political decisions. And a lot of people don't understand the importance of politics. For, it was over like 70 plus million people voted for President Trump. I think it was like 70 plus million people. It might have been more than that. It might have been 80 million. I'm not quite sure. But my point is this. That's less than one third of Americans. Less than one third of Americans. Now, when you, and I'm not going to say the other two thirds voted for Democrats. Um, because they always win a popular vote because they, they live in, a bunch of them live in California. That's our largest, most, that's our most populated state. 
And I don't believe that they genuinely win that state all the time either. They just cheat extremely bad in California. They have like, they have like ballot harvesting. That that is wild. The voting laws in California are that California is a banana republic. That place is ridiculous. Okay, um, as far as how they go about their voting laws, I mean, it, it just you could do anything in California. All you got to do is just stuff the ballot box. I mean, it's no it's no real rules. It's just anything goes. But anyway, I won't get off into that, but. The media is supposed to help us. Like I said, they're supposed to be on our side. But politics is important because it dictates how your life is going to go to a certain extent. Um, of course, God is sovereign. Of course, God is in control. We know all that to be true. However, we're not going to negate the reality that who's in power can improve your life or make it worse. You look at places like China. You can't go spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ in the public square in China. You can do it in America. Why? Because our laws, our laws permit us to do that. Right now, I can stand on the city square and, and curse out our governor, call her all types of names, do all, I can say whatever I want, right? We have what we call our First Amendment. Go to China, go to Iran, heck, go to the Netherlands. You can't do that. You can't just stand out there and say whatever you want. But in America, you can. And so our freedom of speech makes it to where I can easily go spread the gospel. I can say what I want. But you think of these other countries, you can't do that. So who is in power matters. As I pointed out to people before, where I can park my car is governed by city ordinances. And guess who puts the city ordinances in place? City council, the mayor. So who is in power matters. And so more people need to be aware of what's happening and who these people are running for power. And to just keep voting in the same people over and over and over and over, and no matter how inept, no matter how corrupt, the reason why that continues is because of the media. If our media truthfully reported what, what was really going on, you would not have people like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer still in power, or even a Mitt Romney. They would be gone. They would be bye-bye. They would be at home. Whatever they do at home, God bless them. I don't wish any kind of physical harm on people. That's that's ungodly. But they would not be in the halls of power. The only reason why those people are still there is because the media plays cover for them. And they're able to continuously screw up our nation and steal from us. You know, there's so much of a racket in politics. You help these people get elected. The media covers for them or whatever. Then they'll hire their friend or family member for a job or give them a gift or donate money for them somewhere um, or um, hire somebody as a contractor for a certain government function, blah, blah, blah. This is what they do. This is what they do. So our media is supposed to be reporting on all this for us, but they just, they're simply refusing to do it. And here are some ways that our media goes about controlling information. So the first thing I'm going to show you guys is actually a little video I did a while ago about framing. The title of the video is called Shatter Frame because framing is like the most critical tactic the media uses. And you have to understand framing. You always have to say whenever the media reports a story, you always have to say, what are you not telling me? What is the other side of the story? If the other side could rebut what you're saying, what would they say? 
if you ever want any indication of how bad Manedia controls our information, I'm going to say this really quickly. I don't have the clip handy. But um, uh, Wolf Blitzer, like, asked, like, kind of questioned Nancy Pelosi on something. And she went off like, that's a Republican talking point. That's a Republican talking point. Are you for the Republican Party now? I mean, because she was just so shocked that somebody on CNN actually challenged her because she doesn't get challenged. But anyway, I want you guys to watch this quickly. Uh, this is a video I made about shattering frames. And it's important that you guys see this because, again, framing is the number one tactic they use in manipulating people. If you know how to frame, you can manipulate anybody. Listen to this quickly. See this frame? When you look, you typically only look what's inside of the frame. Now, just because our fix, our focus is fixed on what's inside of that frame, that doesn't mean that other things aren't going on around that frame. Framing is a manipulative tactic that is being used when disseminating information to the public. What makes framing so deceptive, just like when you're at the museum and you see a beautiful painting, people rarely notice the frame. We only notice the picture that is being painted for us. Now this is different than lying by omission because with framing there's tons of activity going on around. But you don't see it because you're fixed only on what's inside of that frame. Now what happens is when framing is done and key parts and key elements of a story are being left out of that picture, oftentimes we draw erroneous conclusions. Now imagine if those erroneous conclusions are being, ha are being done on a mass scale. My friends, that is the brainwashing that we, are being that we are experiencing from much of our media. The Bible even talks about drawing conclusions without all the information. If you turn to Proverbs 18.3, it talks about being foolish and disgraceful if you answer without hearing everything. Even verse 17 in Proverbs 18 says that whoever speaks first may seem right, but upon asking questions, that may change. That speaks to the importance of us being critical thinkers and asking all the relevant questions. Don't just believe something because you heard it. Ask yourself a series of questions and cross-examine. Even in John 7:50, Nicodemus defends Christ saying our law doesn't judge a man without hearing him. So that is just three examples in the Bible where it talks about hearing everything before drawing a conclusion. But oftentimes, our media and when we're being taught things, everything is taught within a frame in order for you to draw a certain conclusion. Here are several or a few good examples. Abortion. Oftentimes, you hear detractors saying, if you're against abortion, you're anti-women. And abortion is about women's health and rights to their body. Can somebody point out what's the frame and what's the picture? The picture is that abortion is about women's rights. Remember? Because the, the picture is beautiful. The abortion is about women's rights and health. The frame is that you're against, if you're against abortion, you're anti-woman. So what happens is the media oftentimes and detractors, they won't allow certain points to be pointed out to shatter that picture. That shattered that frame, excuse me, about if you're against abortion, you're against women. Because you can say, well, wait a second. Um, abortion, it's a human being. So when do our human rights start? Isn't that a person? Oh, you can't have that conversation. If you discuss, well, the health of the woman, that isn't a natural process to keep having babies ripped out of your uterus. Oh, we can't have that conversation, right? Because if you start having conversations about, is this a human being, then that shatters that frame 
that you're against abortion because you hate women. Now we start have to having the conversation that I'm against abortion because I, that's a human being. And then if you talk about the emotional health, actually one of the worst alcoholics I ever met in my life was a woman who had abortion, who had an abortion and never went on to have children later. Nobody talks about that. Again, because if you start having those conversations, it shatters the frame. Stop there because you, I get the point. I don't want it because it's like an eight minute video. So I don't want to get into all, play the entire thing, but you get the point, you know, so you only allow certain information into the conversation that way that can shape the person's opinion. And another tactic the media uses by simply refusing to report information. They just, they just simply refuse to report certain things. You know, my mom was telling me like Lester Holt on NBC News refused to play one of President Trump's uh, press conferences. Just simply refused to play it because they want to control your opinion. And if <laughs> this is wild to me, I saw someone share this um, online and this woman, and I don't know who Dr. Naomi Wolf is. She has a blue check by her name. So, you know, that's for people on Twitter who are like certified in something or whatever. You get the point. So she said, if I had known Biden was open to lockdowns as he now states, which is something historically unprecedented in any pandemic and a terrifying practice, one that won't ever end because elites love it, I would never have voted for him. Now, as you can see, she wrote this November 8th. Like, lady, where have you been? Where? where? That was yesterday. She wrote that. Where have you been? I had to, I had to double check the calendar. I, I'm pretty sure that was Sunday. Where have you been? He's been saying it the whole time. But see, a lot of people just don't pay attention. Then she goes on to say in another tweet, she says, shouldn't we have seen Biden's policies in, in detail before the election? Only at Daily Cloud reported on platforms in detail. And his wish to invest in 5G and electric cars as top U.S. priorities and not foregrounded by Biden. What are Joe Biden's policies? People, what? Holy Ghost caught me. The Holy Ghost caught me. Because I'm telling you, I've been, I've been, please pray for me that I don't curse. I never want to say another curse word again. I'm getting so upset. Are you serious? None of y'all knew that? Y'all didn't investigate? Come on, Holy Ghost. Thank you for helping me. Why do you vote for a politician? Why do you vote for a politician? For one reason. And one reason only, and we have said this continuously with President Trump. He sometimes says some things that I'm like, come on, President Trump, for real. You could have let that go. Being on his communications team must be the most stressful job on planet Earth. One of them. Next to maybe an oil rig firefighter. Or a fixer for, say, Joe Biden. That's probably the next most stressful job. But you get the point. Because he does his thing and says things like, come on, dude. But guess what? Who cares? Because he has great policies. And that is ultimately the only reason I vote for a politician. Not personality. Not charm. Barack Obama is very charming. But he's a smooth devil, if you ask me. His policies were awful. I don't care who it is. You vote for policies. Now, if you genuinely, genuinely support Biden's policies, and you're like, no, I like his policies, blah, 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 this is why, this is why, I don't agree with you, but at least I respect your decision making. But a lot of people, they don't even take time to do that. They just, oh, on TV, they said this. The news said this. So it must be true. Really? Really? 
You're not going to inquire anything about why or what's the evidence for this or this. Or, no. My TV said it, so it must be true. This is the logic we see permeating in America. My TV said it, so it must be true. No. No. You can't do that. You know, and, and that's what's going on. People are not, and, and just look at this. Now, since, since Joe Biden has won, look at all these mass amounts of people in the street. Protesting, not protesting, they celebrate. Where's the social distancing? Where's the social distancing? And look at these people in front of the White House. Where's the social distancing? Now, remember, back in April, when in Michigan, they had the gridlock protest. Remember that? And everybody, and I was out there too, we were protesting our governor's lockdowns. And oh, this is so selfish. They're going to spread coronavirus, blah, 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 blah. And, and I've said this before to people. So you guys want to act like that COVID has the ontological capabilities, the self-awareness to be cognizant of the political leanings, of the people who are at the events and has chosen to only spread at conservative events? Are you really kidding me? This is what we're talking about, our media. They, they frame things or they simply refuse to report on things in order to sway your opinion in a particular manner. It's mind control. And you, you gotta and you point out to people, and some people I, I like I heard somebody say, it's easy to brainwash people. I've come to that conclusion. It is so easy to brainwash people. It is I, no wonder Satan is so effective. If I, as a lowly human being, and I say lowly, not that somehow Satan's better than me. But he just has supernatural abilities. He's been around way longer than I have. He operates on a different plane than I do. You know, so he has lots more information and experience than I do. If I, if I realize how easy it is to manipulate people and to brainwash people, Satan's got to be a doggone master at it. He got to be. Because it's easy. But what's hard it's convincing people they've been brainwashed. Because now they feel stupid. No need to feel stupid. You shouldn't. The only way you should feel like a fool or feel stupid is if you really willfully ignore what you see. But see, if you don't listen to alternative media platforms, if you don't listen to a lot of these things, then you're not going to be aware of it. You're not. Some people are totally unaware of what's happening. Some people aren't. But many people choose to ignore and as I talk about, the networks will not talk about the shenanigans that went on. As I said, I was at the press conference. As I, you guys saw the picture. I was at the press conference the other day. And I talked to people in the media about what I had witnessed. I never saw a report on it. In fact, one of the ladies from Fox 2, I talked to her about a good 10 minutes of the stuff I saw. And in her report, she didn't mention what I said I saw. So they're not telling people when they're running around here declaring, declaring Biden as a victor. They're not reporting on what the people at these different places actually saw. They're just straight up not reporting on it. Just straight up. So the American people, if you watch these outlets, they have no idea what's going on. And that's what's frustrating. And with that, you have Christians working overtime to help Biden get elected. When this man supports Unbridled wickedness. It is it is so upsetting. It is, it is so upsetting. 
you know, and I'm and I'm gonna close out the show with this. I'm gonna play some clips from Bishop Patrick Wooden. And um he went viral a while ago because of his he gave a sermon about uh, Planned Parenthood. And you know, he was just talking about the election and he gave some really good points. It's like a 25 minute video somebody posted online. It's not some of these comments, you know, these are just some snippets from it, but I suggest you listen to the whole thing because you can hear it all in context better. It just is so, it's so important to listen to because it's just like what we are watching some of the most egregious things before our eyes. And to know that members of the body of Christ were complicit in this and helping usher this man to power is unbelievable. Check out this first clip. Uh, Brother Dooley, when you put it on the screen, uh, now, see, you see Black Lives Matter, you see the American flag, and look at what's written up there. Now, take that down. That's, that was a celebration last night in our nation's capital of Black Lives Matter, black folk out there celebrating the Biden-Harris win. And in the, their celebration, they write that on the wall. F your Jesus. Now, what's, what's so bad is there are multiple black churches that hashtag Black Lives Matter. Now, you wouldn't hashtag someone if they said F your mama. You might tag them but you wouldn't hashtag them. Oh, that'd be a tag, all right. It just wouldn't be a hashtag. And yet, and yet, sanctified preachers and churches join in on this celebration, and they call this direction good. Now, folks, What's upsetting about this is this is not the first time this has happened. They literally, while they're cheering for Joe Biden, having a, have a sign up saying F Jesus. This is what they have up at their celebration for Joe Biden. And at the BLM rallies and Antifa, they're all one and the same. They've done this stuff before. They've done this before where they literally were having a protest disrespecting saying F Jesus. They had another protest where they were burning Bibles. In Portland, they just vandalized a church. These are, this is the left. These are the power brokers and this and these are their henchmen. They hate Jesus Christ. So how can you as a Christian, how can you as a Christian give power to people who hate Jesus? Because they claim they're for equity. What kind of equity can you have without Christ? There is no justice without Christ. If you think that people who hate Jesus can bring justice, then you are a fool. You are a fool. It is not happening. It is not happening. They're going to bring injustice and pain to the body of Christ. That's what their agenda is. They hate Jesus. And you got people around America, Christians, and it's like the fact that you see large swaths of Christians who are being bold who do not waver from the gospel telling you like you better back Trump because what Biden is trying to usher in is deadly. It is dangerous. You got Christians like, 
Kamala Harris. Ah! I hate Trump. Ah! It's unbelievable. You know, and and, and, and as Bishop Wooden pointed out, how is this a positive direction? It goes back to people being brainwashed by the media and entertainment industry. They won't show you this. You think most of those church-going folks who voted for Biden know this is happening? No, because they CNN didn't say it. NBC Nightly News didn't say it, so they don't have a clue what's going on. There are people who don't have a clue. And a lot of folks find it hard to believe, but it's the truth. It's the truth. And this is another clip from uh, Bishop Wood, and I want to share. Planned Parenthood, they are as happy as they can be because funding time will soon be back. So you got uh, the LBGT who is excited. Planned Parenthood is excited. BLM is very excited. They're, they're, they're telling Jesus, F your Jesus. They, they're excited. Uh, them and Church of God of Christ, uh, 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 they're excited. Baptists and Methodist churches, anytime the church, the witches, the warlocks, the abominable, the pedophiles, and people like that, all of them are rejoicing in the same arena for the same thing, that ought to tell you something's wrong. And he is so right. When the people who are trying to pull society into unbridled paganism. And you got churches who are in agreement with warlocks and witches in the world, in the political arena. That's a serious problem. As we see in scripture, when you see scripture, when it's through Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Isaiah, 2 Kings, Samuel, you see the men of God rebuking kings. And queens, you saw this multiple times in scripture. Like somebody pointed out, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris ain't nothing but an Ahab and Jezebel. They are. They are. And when you have people in a church mixing with these kind of people, like somebody said before, they ain't nothing but there are two races of humans on this earth. Those who follow God and those who reject God. That's the only two groups of people I see. That's it. That's the only thing that matters. Those are the people of God who follow Christ, those who reject Christ. Those are the only two groups of people on this planet that we should be focusing on. Now, the people who reject Christ, of course, we try to witness to them. We, we want to love them and care for them and all that. No one's saying be mean or salty or bad. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm not going to do politics with you. That's not going to happen. And if you got people trying to stop the church from spreading the gospel, I mean, you had Joe Biden sit up there and say, that religious liberty is a cover for bigotry. So, I mean, and that's what people don't understand about the LGBT movement. It's not the people. I'm not talking about your neighbor, your friends, your cousin. I'm not talking about them. Please stop. You know, when you show people evidence like this, they, they make all kinds of excuses. They do. And how can people of God, how can the church be in agreement with people like this? 
As I said before, it is not about your friends, your family members. It's not about them. It's not about that. The fact of the matter is that the political movement, they want to be, they want to be a hammer against the church. That's what's happening. Satan will use whatever tool he can. Just how we complain about Islam. It's not your Muslim neighbor. It's not your family, not your co-worker. But it's the ideology. And in some countries, it's being used as a hammer against the church. Communism in other places. In America, the hammer is being used against the church with the LGBT movement. It's not your friends, not your cousin, not your kid. It is the political movement, groups like the Human Rights Campaign and all these other groups. Okay? You gotta, you gotta fight back. You know? And as Bishop says, here's one more point he makes. Now we're supposed to just be calm, and now they say, F your Jesus, and all that. And now, I can't be calm with that. I, I love Jesus. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Savior. Jesus is all I need. Jesus died for me. Jesus rose again for me. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. We have no common ground if you don't respect Jesus. Amen. Even if, you ain't, if you're not ready to serve him, be careful what you say about him within arm's length. It might get all in my hands. I love Jesus. Man, he saved me. Set me free. Here's the final point. What, what common ground could we possibly have with people who disrespect Jesus? What common ground could we possibly have with people who disrespect Jesus? And it's like so many Christians are totally asleep. Some is willful and some are people who just really don't know. We, there's no common ground we can have with these people. There's none. Not one. And so it's time for the body of Christ to wake up. It's time for us to go and rebel against our media Quit listening to these people and go on a scavenger hunt for truthful information. Look at the facts. Read the bills. See the platforms. See who's associating with who. See who's paying with who. Paying for whom. It may seem like a lot of work, but it is worth your time. Because, folks, we are being programmed and brainwashed. Our election cycle in 2020 has been a robbery. It is an absolute robbery. We must stand up. We must fight back. All right, I'm Christina Caramo. Thank you so much for tuning in to Solid Food. You can check me out on all major podcast platforms. You can check out my website, www.christinacaramo.com. I'm going to quit mentioning my website for now because it is under construction. And so why keep mentioning something that all you can see is a nice drawing. Also, you can check me out on Facebook at the Christina Caramo Project. I'm on Instagram at Caramo the Great. That's Caramo the G-R-N the number eight. I'm also on Parlor, just Christina Caramo. And remember, breathe bear, blah, 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 blah. Remember, be brave, be bold, because the gospel of Jesus Christ must be told. Toodles!